Well, I wonder what it is that you want to hear the people in charge of things saying at the moment. What is it that you want to hear? Maybe you turn on the TV and the Prime Minister appears. What do you want him to say? I suspect it might be wise for me not to guess. Uh, Between us, across the church family, there'll be all sorts of uh, different opinions of what we want to hear. What about this person here? The government's chief medical officer. I suspect there are things all of us would like to hear him say. Things like, we found a vaccine. Or coronavirus isn't the threat we thought it was. Or closer to home, what about uh, your boss, your employer? When you walk into the office, what do you hope to hear? Well, I know that lots of people are are longing to hear at the moment that their jobs are secure. Or at school, uh, and school assembly, and your teacher gets up, what do you want to hear? Is it that you want to hear that school's going to go back to normal? And what about here in our church family? What do you want to hear people like, oh, that's a bit disconcerting, isn't it? What do you want to hear your church leaders saying? Well, in some ways, I already know because uh, many of you filled in surveys and it's great to see the variety of things uh, that perhaps you hope uh, us as church leaders might say. And it's worth saying that uh, if we did them all, uh, we would not please everybody. Uh, and I love that, though, because it means we are a church family made up of different kinds of people, the way it should be. But what if you were to turn on the TV Uh, Go into work, go to school, um, turn on the church live stream and the Prime Minister, the Chief Medical Officer, uh, your boss, uh, your teacher, your church leader turns and says straight to you, I am the Good Shepherd. What do you think? You probably first of all think they're talking absolute nonsense. And second of all, you probably think it's just not what I need to hear right now. And yet, in that reading Liz just read for us, we hear Jesus say those very words, I am the good shepherd. Twice he says it. And when Jesus says it, it's not nonsense. And I want to suggest today, it's exactly what we need to hear. As Rob's already said, this is the second of uh, two Sundays where we decided to take a pause, to take stock, to reflect on what God might be saying to us. Uh, To be reminded again that God's calling on us as his people has not changed even though our surroundings have. Last week we were reminded uh, that because of coronavirus, because of COVID, it's right that there's quarantine and masks and hand sanitizer. But when it comes to making Jesus known, we're not to be a church that's quarantined, that's masked, that's sanitized. Instead, we're to be a, a people who are out in our community. Uh, who speak up about Jesus and get stuck in where life is messy. But perhaps you're left with the question of, how do we do that? How do we do that when it's just easier to hold back? How do you do that when it feels like all your attention and energy just needs to go into the next few months and navigating all that might be in store? Well, I think the how is answered by Jesus' words that we've already heard when he says, I am the good shepherd. Now it's important we don't mishear Jesus here. He's not claiming to be uh, someone on the back of a Welsh hillside uh, with a flat cap and a whistle, a quad bike and a collie. And neither is he claiming to just be like someone who would have been on the, the, the back of a hill in, in the Middle East. 
Jesus is making a much bigger claim than that. He's claiming that he is God's leader sent for God's people. Throughout the Old Testament, uh, the, the leaders of God's people were referred to as shepherds. And many times they turned out to be failures and fools and faithless. And Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and there's a bit of an accusation of that towards them. You see, they were the very people who should have been leading people towards God. And they were actually bad shepherds, leading them away from God. And we can read in somewhere like Ezekiel 34, where God promises that he will shepherd his people. And he'll do it by sending a true shepherd. And now we have Jesus turning up and saying, I am the good shepherd. And in John chapter 10, we see what the good shepherd is all about. The first thing we see is that he calls people to follow him. He calls us to follow him. You see, he's not like someone who has to jump over a fence to grab a couple of sheep. He can walk in and call his sheep by name. Verse 3 says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. The sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. If you're watching this this morning and you're a Christian, it's because Jesus has called you by name to follow him. Whether you have a, a moment when you can say, that's when I became a Christian. Or whether you've grown up and you can't think to a time when you weren't a Christian. However your story goes, you are a Christian today because Jesus has called you by name and told you to follow him. And the wonderful thing is, Jesus keeps doing this today. So the last Christianity Explored course we ran, we had one lady there become a follower of Jesus. It's one of the big things I'm praying for our Alpha course that starts on Thursday. Because Jesus continues to call people to follow him. But following Jesus isn't a scam. He doesn't pull the wool over our eyes. Verse 8, Jesus says, All who've come before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief only comes to steal and kill. I have come, that they may have life and have it to the full. See, Jesus calls us to follow him, to be saved, and to experience the fullness of life. That's worth being clear that full life, fullness of life, doesn't mean problem-free living. But what it does mean is being set free from our biggest problem. Our relationship with God that was torn apart because of our sin. And in Jesus, that is dealt with. The full life is not just having more stuff. It's about knowing Jesus and being known by him. It's exactly what he uh, says in verse 14. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. And one day we will experience that relationship in its fullness. When Jesus returns or we go to be with him. But we experience it now. In fact, many of you will know the famous psalm, Psalm 23. To have that relationship with Jesus means that we can say that opening line, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Take Jesus out as a good shepherd, and, and what can we say? Well, all we're left with being able to say is, I lack. 
Jesus is the good shepherd who calls people by name to follow him into fullness of life. And he does it by laying down his life. So we read in verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus isn't just saying, I'm willing to risk my life for you. Jesus is saying, I am willing to lay down my life for you. And he's able to lay down his life and bring us into fullness of life because his death is not the end of the story. He goes on in verses 17 and 18 to talk about having the authority to take his life back up again. And he keeps his word because that's exactly what happened that very first Easter morning. So when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, I think it's exactly what we need to hear right now. That Jesus is going to continue to lead us no matter what is going on around us. No matter what those in charge of areas of our life end up having to say. But I think it's worth asking the question uh, for us now. What, What does it look like for Jesus to be our good shepherd? And I want to rewind um, a couple of months to earlier this year when I spent some time uh, reading through the book of Zechariah in the Old Testament. It's a great book if you've never read it. It's it's well worth a read. Uh, And I got to chapter 11, which picks up the shepherd image. Uh, And God tells Zechariah to become like a foolish shepherd. Because this is part of God's judgment on a people who've rejected him. That he's going to place over them a foolish shepherd. So if you've got a Bible, or you've got your Bible on your phone, it would be well worth you looking up Zechariah chapter 11, and we're going to hear verses 15 and 16, and Matthew is going to come and read those for us. Then the Lord said to me, Take again the equipment of a foolish shepherd, For I am going to raise up a shepherd over the land who will not care for the lost, or seek the young, or heal the injured, or feed the healthy, but will eat the meat of the choice sheep, tearing off their hooves. So when I heard those verses, it's it's like they jumped off the page to me. And I've been carrying those verses around for for several months because if you flip the description of the foolish shepherd around, I think you get the most wonderful description of Jesus. The one who came to seek and to save the lost. The one who said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for as to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. The one who healed many. The one who sat down and taught his disciples. The one who did not seek status but lay down his life. And in my uh, notebook, which I've got here, uh, I, um, I wrote some notes down. And I wrote, and I can, I can read it to you, that you know, Jesus is the good shepherd. But as somebody involved in leading a church, as a pastor, I'm a shepherd too. And what I wrote is, does, does this describe me? And my priorities, and my characteristics? Am I somebody who is caring and uh, caring for the lost, seeking the young, healing the injured, feeding the healthy, uh, shunning status. Now, there are times when that might describe things. 
But you know what? There are, there are plenty of times when I look at myself and I'm, I'm, I find myself lacking. I'm caught short. Those things don't really describe what I'm doing. And what do I do in those moments? Well, I need to go back to Jesus and hear him say, I am the good shepherd. And that reflection of the good shepherd, yes, needs to be in me as as somebody who helps lead the life of St. Luke's, but but it also needs to be reflected, I believe, in the life of our church family as a whole. Are we marked out by a care for the lost? Are we marked out by seeking the young, healing the injured, feeding the healthy, not seeking status? In a moment, we're going to see a little video that talks about what's coming up this term. And in some ways, I'm encouraged because as you hear these little glimpses of different ministry areas, I think we do see some of these things being lived out. But as we realize we we have these priorities and and these reflections of the Good Shepherd, we do it in in different surroundings. Six months on from the the start of lockdown, uh, things do look different. And so things in our church life will look different. And in some ways, this little video is almost like a little trailer, a little film trailer of what's in store this coming term. So let's watch the film together. Our 1045 online service is going to continue to be our main service each week, the one that we encourage everyone in the church family to join us for. Uh, And as you will have heard, uh, we're also going to start a 6pm evening service in church from today. During the coming term, I'm looking forward to Vitality continuing to emerge out of the various C3A ministries as a fresh expression of church, embodying all four of our foundations through its developing programme. We've set up a church discretionary fund and we don't want there to be any needy people in our church, so we're primarily looking to support uh, people within the church when they're in financial need. In the youth work at St Luke's over the next few months, there is going to be a focus on mentoring and setting up a mentoring scheme for our older youth. And also, um, some time is being spent at the moment to get groups back together, Pathfinders and Snug. We want there to be a heartbeat of prayer to our church life. So there's the Monday and Saturday morning prayer meetings. There's our confidential prayer chain. And we will continue to gather with other churches in the Cornerstone team for regular uh, prayer and praise evenings. Love in Action is an expression of God's love to those in need, run by a team of volunteers. We have sought to offer short-term help and support to individuals and families in a variety of ways. Visits, practical tasks, transport and meal. If you need help, please feel free to contact me. The Hub Community Centre and Cafe is moving forward uh, with the support of the steering group. We've raised well over three quarters of the £940,000 required to complete the project in full and within the next few weeks we'll be applying for uh, planning permission. We're looking at how we do children's and families ministry at the moment, how we equip and enable families to do ministry in their home, how we work with our schools both in school and with the children in our community and also thinking about our Sunday groups and how we work towards reopening them again. I've been spending some time 
uh, in the Netherall estate, walking around, sitting on benches, uh, meeting people, praying together about what God might be calling us to in that place. We recognise that it's been difficult for everybody over the last few months, but I think particularly for the young adults who are really missing their support network at church. So we're going to be starting a new young adults group at St Luke's. I know that home groups are working hard at looking at what it looks like to be able to meet together and to remain connected with one another. Alpha is, is basically a 10-week course looking at the huge questions, uh, the biggest questions that we all should at some stage in our lives be looking at. Uh, we're running the course on Thursday uh, the 17th of September. Uh, we're running a morning and an evening course um, and you can sign up at thermbychurch.com forward slash explore. So that's just a little snapshot of what's going on. And there's, there's plenty going on. But we want to be wise and careful that we don't just rush back to doing everything we did before, uh, but to take time uh, to reflect uh, our priorities and our foundations and to acknowledge we are in a different situation, different surroundings. There'll be lots that's going to be familiar, but there will be things that feel and look different. And one of my reflections uh, this week is, I think this must be what it is like at times to plant a church. We have Jesus, the good shepherd, who calls people to follow him, uh, who brings people into fullness of life, who lay down his life for people. He asks and calls us to reflect his priorities, uh, to care for the lost, to seek the young, to heal the injured, to feed the healthy, uh, to shun status. And we're just doing it in a new setting and a new surrounding. And in some ways, this really excites me because we are seeking to grow and become a church planting church. So whilst the season may feel different, it may help getting church planting into our DNA. I'm going to lead us uh, in a prayer now. I'm going to read some verses that Jesus uh, says a few verses on from, from our passage in John 10. Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. Heavenly Father, thank you that through Jesus we can have that great assurance that we are yours and no one is going to snatch us away. And I pray, as we hear Jesus say, I am the good shepherd, and all that that contains, you would help us as a church family uh, to reflect uh, Jesus out in our life together. We would care for the lost, seek the young, heal the injured, feed the healthy, and that we would shun status. Please, Holy Spirit, would you be leading us uh, and changing us and equipping us. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.